0: okay so they've picked up uh, a bit of the pegmatite trend there which is also lithium bearing so so there's a lot of people who've uh, had a lot of uh, success very very quickly in there so uh, you know once
1: uh, azua has shone the light on these things hello and welcome to the market bull podcast please note topics and stocks discussed in this podcast are not financial or investment advice Tom Redcliffe is the Executive Director at Greentech Metals, which is listed on the ASX under code GRE. The company is focused on exploration and development of resources towards electric vehicles, including lithium, copper and nickel, currently all located in Western Australia. Tom discussed the projects at the company and the growing interest in the Osborne Joint Venture project they have. Which is in close proximity to Azure Minerals. Here is Tom Redcliffe. So, hello, I'm Ben Kostrich, and this is the Marketful Podcast. Joining me on the show today is Tom Redcliffe, uh, an executive director at Green Tech Metals, which is listed on the ASX under code GRE. Uh, we're going to be talking a lot of the, I guess, electrification and materials that we're all needing, and they've got a range of projects and plans in the motion and, and into the future, but. Welcome to the show, Tom.
0: Oh, thanks, Ben. Always good to be here.
1: Thank you. So for those that are unfamiliar with, with green tech, we'll go into the exploration side of the company, but I always like to introduce the guests first and find out what they've done in a well, throughout their life. And when I was looking at your, uh, I guess, history, uh, you're a geologist with over 40 years experience, but I can imagine throughout your time, you've done a whole host of different things in the lead up to now being in a, in a direct role and probably still enjoy getting out in the field, but um, everything just changes over the years, you get the experience. So, so what is your story and, and how has it led you to Green Tech Metals? Uh, look. Um, we could say good luck or
0: whatever, but the <laughs> look, I've, I had a long history in my formative days uh, working in the diamond industry, and uh, it perhaps is uh, somewhat uh, different than the lithium industry mm. in that the uh, diamond world it's uh, definitely very, very hard to find what you're looking for, etc. And um, but I spent some 20 odd years working with uh, Ashton Mining. Was the Australian exploration manager? We we're involved in Argyle, of course, had a big stake in that mine, and I was, uh, you know, worked at those, both Allendale and Argyle, at the discovery stages of those projects as well, part of the team, and uh, went on, like I say, with Ashton, and uh, when Rio ultimately took over Ashton, we saw, sought other employment. And I spent another the following ten years working with Stryker Resources, also in the uh, diamond space and some little bit in the gold space there, as well. and then after uh, that work, you know, with we went on to discover. Uh, well, actually, when I was with Ashton, we found the Merlin diamond mine, and um, the uh, that was taken over by Rio, as I was saying. When I was with Stryker Resources, we acquired that project and we went on to uh, assessing that, bulk testing, trial mining and and uh, trying to develop the, the project. And uh, when I left that project, uh, I became involved with a private equity group in uh, London uh, called Sorrento Resources. It has a large um, portfolio of projects in Largely in WA, but some overseas stuff as well, and uh, I was working with those guys for uh, till up until fairly recently. <coughs> but that uh, what precipitated the entry into Erewhon uh, Resources, and then ultimately the creation of Greentech Metals, where we listed on ASX at the beginning of last year. Now, uh, Greentech's projects in the West Pilbara came out of Artemis Resources, and Sorrento Resources were a, a stakeholder in Artemis Resources, so there were some synergies between those c- companies. Mm. And having picked up those projects, we ran with those for the last <clears throat> 18 months or so now. And our flagship project was, um, or is, at the time anyway, the, uh, the uh, Wandu Copper Project down in um, south of Karatha and uh, we've managed to increase the resource here from 2.7 million tons to uh, just over 6 million tons
1: okay and uh, you said before it's been listed really <coughs> since last year and If I flash back, it probably would have been a very difficult market to even approach and list into it. But when you're looking at the graph, you've had some great success, which is probably from results that you guys have had. But when you're breaking down what Green Tech Metals is, for those that aren't familiar, and we said at the outset, it's for for electrification, but what is the company's mission and, I guess, highlighting, yeah, whereabouts it is, you said, predominantly Western Australian sort of projects?
0: Yes, look, Green Tech, as the name says, it was set up specifically to pursue the... uh, the uh, green energy metals so and that is copper which it had there were also nickel projects involved in that uh, in the company as well particularly at Ruthwell and uh, Osborne project and uh, lithium came along a little bit later and uh, when we discovered the early this year that we had lithium bearing pegmatites on our Ruthwell tenements.
1: Mm. And that, I mean, that's been really the <coughs> captivation, I can imagine, for a lot of investors. But drilling down on, well, yeah, I don't know really where to start with all the range of projects and tenements that you have. I mean, do we want to just, I guess, go at the, the Ruth project and just talk to us a little bit about what that is and yeah, what have been happening and what has been happening with that project?
0: The lithium project. Yes. yes yeah, 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 yeah. Look, the, obviously with the ZUA making some very significant discoveries of lithium-bearing pegmatites just up the road from us, only, you know, 25 k's away. And they had been looking for nickel, of course, and not only looking, but <laughs> doing resource drilling on their nickel projects. <coughs> their, theirs was a very significant discovery. We recognised it as such. We're down the road, there were some synergies, you know, we had nickel deposits down there as well at the Ruth Well, and the geology was similar, etc. So. We decided to look for lithium, and uh, our first discovery there was uh, the Kobe project, and um, the uh, and we managed to find that you know really it turned up in the first dozen samples that we took. You know we saw the pegmatite, sampled it, and virtually straight away got you know over one percent lithium in in a couple of the samples. And uh, we're pretty excited by that, if not stunned. Mm-hmm. OK, um, so we uh, took the samples to Curtin University to confirm what we had and uh, it turned out to be uh, spodumene. We subsequently chased this pegmatite for some seven and a half kilometres. It went across our package of Ruthwell tenements into the uh, what we call our Osborne Jade. Joint venture tenement with Artemis Resources, and uh, the um, what I, I guess what we find most interesting about it is that uh, over that length, you know, we can get one and a half percent lithium oxide at one end of this of the uh, pegmatite, and you can go down to the other end and get similar results. You know, even up to one point eight percent. So, the consistency and pervasiveness of the mineralisation is quite extraordinary. And so, it's obviously part of a a very large event. So, um, and that it's not the biggest pegmatite in the world, I I suppose, but you know, you get four or five metres, six metres wide, it pinches, it swells, and so forth, but it's pretty continuous all all the way along. And uh, following that, you know, we knew we were onto something, so we um, started searching. The rest of our tenement package, including the uh, the Artemis Joint Venture ground, the Osborne JB, mm. and it was there that we've had some significant success as well. Not only getting high-grade uh, sample results out of the, some of the pegmatites there, you know, up to three point six percent, two and a half percent. There's a cluster of uh, uh, oddly orientated pegmatites there. The largest package there would be a hundred metres wide, and in length they don't match. Kobe directly, but you know, you get them there, they're you know, a kilometre long, 800 metres long, so forth. So, um, that's very uh, interesting. They're all close together in the one area in the southern part of that tenement. And um, for the rest of it, you know, so from May, I think when we found Kobe, we've had boots on the ground, people looking, these uh, pegmatites outcrop. And, uh, you know, obviously we will use imagery and so forth. And, um, but you don't, you, you know, they're in a sense, relatively easy to identify uh, pegmatites. It's Un- a little bit harder to find the ones that got lithium in. There are many pegmatites in there <clears throat> that don't carry lithium. And we, um, I guess this, what this leads to is you get a lot of samples with nothing in and uh, we've been just having that approach until we identify those trends or zones that are carrying the lithium.
1: Interesting. Because, yeah, I mean, when I was trying to, when I was investigating the company, I saw you know, a whole host of different packages and I just sort of go, well, yeah, how do you prioritise or how do you allocate or figure out what you want to utilise first? And I think that's almost been like a, well, like a road that's led to to where where you are now. But, I mean, I can imagine with the the JV really being, I could say, the, the flagship or one of the priorities, mm. but there's a heck of a lot of other well things happening within the company uh i mean if you're looking at the osborne joint venture just talking a little bit about the history of that project and you said before getting some high-grade results uh, i mean having that all sort of started to unfold into you know timing is everything this lithium deficit that we're hearing repetitive repetitively uh i mean what what is going through that the company's mind in regards to really Well, potentially accelerating it, but looking at opportunities to really expand that and where Um, it is. Yeah.
0: Look, we would think that we're probably, you know, up to 18 months behind where Azure were, you know, so so where they were about 18 months ago, they were rock chipping and so forth. and You know, before they drilled, we're at the same sort of stage. And, uh, that's why we've been, you know, going over all of our ground to find all of the pegmatites. And uh, finding out those which are lithium bearing, so as to set us up for drilling. And you know, when you get something say um, like Cobie, which is you know over seven kilometres long, you'd have to think we'd be exceptionally unlucky for there not to be a section of that that's got the width and the depth and the grade and, stuff mm. and so. So we're very conscious uh, that we could be potentially onto something very fairly significant. And, um, you know, we've been approached by many companies to uh, come in because grounds at a premium up there. (coughs) And, um, you know, we've uh, just, I guess, uh, kept our powder dry for the time being Mm -hmm. uh, to add value to the project. You know, will we need a partner sometime? Who knows? Um, You know, we want to build value within GRE. And, uh, you know, it's a small company, tight shareholding. So, uh, you know, we're looking okay. We've got sufficient funds to do what we want to do. And, um, you know, we haven't started the drill yet, but we will be soon, hopefully.
1: Mm. And what else is uh, in the the long (coughs) scheme of things for the timeline for that? Because... When I was looking at it, yeah, the, the drilling is, is meant to be upcoming, but there's a lot of, well, a lot of steps that need to be ticked off before you get there, but, uh, I mean, once, once touch wood, that all gets underway. I mean, what is the, I guess, long-term objective to develop and, well, I mean, testing and, <laughs> and re-drilling I can imagine is yeah. one of the forefront. It's always been my view
0: that if you,
1: if you focus on the exploration and the drilling,
0: the, the mine will take care of itself, you know, <laughs> so let's not get ahead of ourselves. Mm. Um, but yes, we will be, you know, there is certain processes you have to go through, we've got programs that work in place, we've organised heritage surveys uh, and uh, we'll be saying something to the market about that soon. Uh, and uh, off the back of that, uh, that will precipitate the drilling, okay, and uh, you know, and we're pretty confident we'll be drilling
1: this year for sure. Interesting and you said azs azure is is in close proximity Mm. um and i think the beauty of that is almost everyone is now aware of of how big that deposit is and there's a lot more work to be done but the yeah i guess the spotlight has now been shone on that area um and you said there's probably a lot of interest but are there any other sort of companies that are in that similar proximity i mean azs is you know, pretty big and doing pretty well, but are well, there other other groups as well that well, are also collaborating? Well, yeah, are.
0: I guess the main players there, when you look at it, are, apart from GRE, of course, and our JB with Artemis. Artemis, in its own right, has tenements that uh, straddle the, uh, I get what you would call the prospective pegmatite zone. Mm. And because uh, that zone appears to be quite long, you know, 50, 60-odd kilometres or something like that, so... And uh, so that's uh, a couple of the companies. And uh, I think uh, Novo's in there as well. I'm not sure whether they're doing anything on the lithium front, but, and a more recent, uh, I guess, uh, a company to join the fray there is uh, Raiden Resources, who, um, you know, right off the bat, have come up with some pretty exciting results, very close to to uh, Azua. Yeah, and, uh, and in fact, on the uh, Azure's uh, are on the northern side of the pegmatite um, cluster and Braden just just by virtue of the fact that they had ground on the south side uh... turned up some pretty exciting results as well from their lithium bearing pegmatites and um, and wearing another hat, Irawarra Resources, who have ground adjoining as. Um, Raiden right in that area and uh, we're quite uh, excited about that as well and uh, because you know Irrawarra is also a tenement holder in there and has a little you know has a stake or a portion of the uh, prospective uh, pegmatite trends uh, and um, so they're all in there.
1: All sort of bundled together. Bundled together yeah
0: Uh, that's right and I actually to mention another one i think accelerate resources who just very recently announced a deal on some tenements that are joined our gre ground okay so they've picked up uh, a bit of the pegmatite trend there which is also lithium bearing so so there's a lot of people who've uh, had a lot of uh, success very very quickly in there so uh, you know once uh, Azure
1: has shone the light on these things you know and that's where i look at yeah just the, the <laughs> scale of it the the time i say timing is everything now that lithium is at the the forefront there's been these deposits arguably or these lands everywhere um it's now that perfect sort of timing colliding with tailwinds from electric vehicles and electrification oh, yeah. to now this yeah this perfect opportunity to yeah, get back to exploring but i mean that's the the, the primary project you could say the Osborne the jv uh but you've got a whole other <laughs> sort of portfolio with quite a lot of other projects in in WA and I think when I know when I was looking at it you're you're targeting lithium copper and and nickel but um, they're all highly valuable for the electrification but what other projects have you got in in the whole portfolio and I mean when you're looking at trying to manage uh, investors expectations but having all of that on your sort of project template how do you go about sort of well yeah defining what you want to prioritize and where you want to allocate your resources to Look, our
0: focus is very much in the West Pilbara, okay, because there's a lot of synergy between the projects, you know, where and the metals as well. And uh, it's a relatively easy place to work. It's easy to get to. There's good infrastructure, roads, airports, accommodation, everything is there. And uh, in some ways, it's uh, as a mineral field, it's been a little bit overlooked or underrated. It sits right on the coast, and uh, a couple of hours plane flight from here, it's, it's pretty good. But we do have other other uh, secondary projects well away, and uh, at uh, Windamara, uh, sort of east of Mount Magna uh, and down in the Fraser Range as well. Okay, but these um, projects we don't give as much they're they're very much at the um, grassroots stage yeah and uh, while we give them some attention you know to uh, test some ideas and so forth our main thrust is in the West Pilbara
1: interesting and it's a good point you mentioned about the infrastructure um, in the Pilbara because yeah there is already some but it's only going to increase and <coughs> I think it's a it's a really good Ah, well, popular location to be in. But another point that I think is quite interesting is, uh, again, you've got a lot of Indigenous groups um, to sort of work with and along, work alongside with. And one of the points now is, as we know they're so paramount to have on board. So with your, I guess if we swing back up to the Pilbara um, as the priority, I, I mean, what are the conversations like and what are some of the considerations that you guys are having to make when working with the traditional owners?
0: Look, we find um, uh, there's one, there's, there's more than one group up there, obviously, mm. but the main one we're dealing with is the Nalama Regional Corporation, and they have their head office in Karat And they, their ground essentially covers everywhere where we're looking at the moment. Uh, we find that they're an exceptionally uh, easy group to work with you know, in, in the sense that they're commercial, in the se- you know. Um, there's never any. We've never had any disputes or anything. We want to do that. Yes, you can, or subject to a survey or whatever. You know, it's, it's all straightforward. Mm. Um, we'll be getting surveys done very shortly. You know, they do allow our drilling to go ahead. There's no problem with that.
1: Okay. Okay. And uh, I mean, going forward, <laughs> I mean, there, there's a lot of lot of things that you could expect. We're going towards the end of 2023, and it's almost a I can imagine a race to get some things underway because, well, a lot of Australians almost sort of hang the hat up and don't do anything over set periods of time, which is, <laughs> which is fine. But uh, I mean, from an investment point of view, what, what can they really expect coming out from, uh, GRE over the next coming period of time? And I mean, where do you really see it sort of evolving and, and morphing into the future?
0: Oh, look, there's, on our lithium uh, project, I guess what will be coming out is drill results okay like i said we're, uh, we'll be updating the market very shortly as to when drilling will commence and um those results hopefully will come come out in the, uh, in, the in the coming sort of months i suppose here we've got to drill holes yeah the results and so forth okay but uh, some of our initial drilling will be core drilling so we'll have visual results and et cetera, you know, to look to. Um, And because these are such big targets, you know, our initial planning is, uh, you know, uh, quite simply put, uh, where do you start?
1: Yes, yes.
0: And uh, so we're putting some holes down we would plan to in terms to try and better understand what the pegmatites are doing before we follow up with a more detailed program. So we'll kick off with that and roll into another uh, secondary follow-up program because we've got to know, you know, how thick they are at depth, how steep they're dipping and, you know, do they do what they're doing at the surface or do they change or flatten out and things like that. Mm.
1: And I mean, throughout your time really is a, is a geologist sort of starting, as you said, in, in diamonds. I mean, have you seen lots of, I guess, evolutions within the way that mining and exploration has evolved over the time, or are we still, I guess, there's a lot of new technology that's helping it, but we still, or, or yourself, I, I'm trying to figure out, is it still very traditional in the way that the projects and exploration is sort of approached?
0: Look, I, I think where it's has changed, of course, now there's a lot of technology that allows you to look for blind. Blind uh, all bodies um, at depth, so to You know, using geophysics and so forth. Um, but I still think, and particularly with pegmatites, because uh, because they outcrop, you know, there is the uh, there is still a role for traditional geological work, which involves boots on the ground and observation. And I think that's quite often the key. So it would be more the 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 prospecting aspects of exploration, and uh, it, it, in some ways, it's a perhaps a, a skill that's not as well developed as perhaps it was many many years ago. You know, and when the new you now that the new technologies has come along, and um, people become more reliant on those, and, and often to the loss of prospecting abilities. So. In terms of uh, picking up the odd-looking rocks and stuff like that so and uh, I think you'll still find that a lot of discoveries are, while technology is important and a great uh, benefit usually you can uh, still benefit greatly by having observant geologists who
1: see things when they're in the field. Yeah. I'm glad you, I'm glad you mentioned that. Cause I've heard that echo a fair <laughs> bit just through conversations, the importance of being out on the ground uh, and walking it and, and yeah, noticing something, picking it up and, and having that, I guess, uh, you know, the background of knowing what you're looking at, as opposed to looking at a, a Google map or using technology and mm-hmm. not being out there and trying to predict it. But there's something to be said for, yeah, getting your hands in the ground and, and picking it up and feeling it and knowing it. And, there's yeah an almost an art loss in, in that regard that it's a good point, relied too much on technology to the point where you're not necessarily always out on the ground. And I mean, there might be some geologists that completely agree with that. And I was like, oh, technology is great. And I think it's a, a mix of both, but there's definitely been this, um, well, there's more of an emphasis now on exploration, which means that, yeah, you've got to use technology, but also get out in the field and yeah, pick these things up with your with your bare hands.
0: Uh, th- that's right. The, um, <clears throat> you know, and, in, and, in... Even in our more recent experience in the last year or so, drilling say geophysical targets, you know, and we've drilled a couple that were sort of uh, very compelling targets, and um, and uh, they've they were technical successes, <laughs> in a sense that they didn't have any nickel in. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you know, it's just. Always a, a, a sobering <laughs> result. Yeah. Uh, so I and uh, and unfortunately, when you get those results, it doesn't leave you a lot of room to maneuver uh, if you've killed your geophysical target, you know, yeah. with a drill hole. And uh, <clears throat> so, and I guess things like that lead to the uh, saying don't drill your best target. <laughs> but you know so you you need a range of information really that leads to you to drill targets and so forth and uh, and it doesn't i think you've got to consciously be aware that there are other things you know geophysics is important don't you know i'm not saying it's not and uh, and and can can help and uh, <clears throat> but there is a tendency to uh, you know generate a target and draw it. we've got to you know drill 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 you know and mm
1: sometimes there's room for more thinking and less drilling. Interesting. Up, up to a point. You know? Yeah, no, of course. And I, and I think everyone wants to, the end goal is the drilling, but you've just got to take a step back well, and be like, there's a lot yeah, more to it than than just th- that. Th- that's right,
0: but uh, nobody likes it when you drill and what you said was there, wasn't there? <laughs> yes, yeah, the reality track. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so the, uh, and, and I think it's to, uh, you know, Increase your odds of being successful is what you want. So, you know, you do everything in your in your power before you run off and and drill things. You know, what other supportive evidence is there? You know, and um, sometimes there isn't. You know, it's yeah. a target. You have got to drill it. You know, and um, and live with the uh, result. Mm. And, uh, but things, you know, in the small cap, into town these days. There's, accelerate, uh, exploration moves at a fairly fast pace Um, you know people don't like waiting for assay results and so forth and these over the last year last year in particular you know the time frames for getting assay results back was quite extraordinary. Yeah it was a long period of time. Four months or five months or whatever and which if you're a small company sort of you know kills the news flow that people want and um, But I think the best thing with a lot of, you know, is to have methodical exploration and uh, try not to overpromise, but the, uh, you know, to move forward so that you can ultimately be an overnight success, you know, based off thousands of results. Yeah, true. (laughs) You know, lots and lots of rocket samples and so forth, you know, as the, um, you know, as long as you're moving in the right, you're methodically searching your ground and, Based on, on hmm. uh, good, you know, on on a theory, concepts, and um.
1: hmm. and and joining you alongside this journey, uh, as you said, there's a lot of synergies with a lot of the other positions that that you hold as well. But uh, there's a there's a few other people that are alongside of you that are driving <coughs> green tech metals and I guess pushing this and and doing the best thing in the interest of, of shareholders and also elevating the, the project because yeah, who knows what could be out there. And I think everyone knows that we need lithium. So someone's going to be out there discovering it on top of nickel, copper, and Mm. a few of the other electrification sort of materials. But who else is alongside you in the team? And um, what is their track record? And what have they done? And I guess your relationship with them to begin with as well? Well, look, one of the uh, groups
0: that we've uh, engaged with is the Obsidian Metals Group. okay, And that's uh, led by uh, Michael Fotis. Who you know is is a uh, legend in the uh, lithium world. Uh, he came out of Galaxy, uh, and uh, you know built that company <laughs> along with the his uh, partner that was there. You know from uh, a low market cap, of five or ten million, you know, up to half a billion or a billion dollars or more, and. Uh, and again, it was a, a story that was, uh, you know, took a long time in the making and if you talk to him, you know, it had ups and downs and so forth. But, but he was, managed to be involved in that project, you know, from the exploration right through to the building, the plant and the marketing and all of that, so very well connected and well known in the, in the lithium sector. And at a very early stage, the, uh, we had been engaging with uh, Michael before we even found uh, Kobe, uh, because we knew there was likely to be something up where we were looking, and we were building up our uh, exploration package, he said he'd like to be involved, and so we have engaged with him and he build, brings with him a wealth of uh, expir- uh, ex- ex- both exploration and corporate experience. With, you know strategies and things like that and uh to uh, so you know we don't have to reinvent the wheel or make all the, learn by all our mistakes how, how very helpful <laughs> yeah well that's what i mean it, 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 cause uh. it's so fast moving uh, you want to keep on on the best pass, path uh, possible you know and um and i, and I guess that's you know here helps with our overarching strategies to well, how do we manage this thing you you know you spoke before well, who else have you spoken to and so forth you know well we sort of manage that phase. we're keeping our powder dry we talk to a lot of people uh we've not engaged with other companies uh, you know commercially or whatever so uh, but sometimes you have no choice you know yeah. as some people find out you know, line town, or whatever.
1: Yes, yeah. Well, there's there's hawks <laughs> yeah. in the in the air that exactly. are looking to sort of, So know, you, know. you know, we uh, sort of um,
0: go about our business, put it that way, adding value and uh, methodically. You know, we have map, we rock chip, we have our lithium pegmatites. We're going to drill them, and um, if we're, uh, like I say, we would think we'd have to be exceptionally unlucky uh, for us to, well, we're certainly going to find something, I can guarantee that. because mm. they stick out of the ground, these things are usually hard. <laughs> uh, so we must, uh, we'll get a drill hole through them and uh, let's see what's in them. And, uh, and I think, you know, talking to the guys at Azua, even even they were somewhat surprised by some of their results as well, that what you see at surfaces um, for whatever reason uh, is not always an accurate reflection of what's underneath and uh, so forth uh, you know so we'll, we'll just be patient and uh, we don't have to wait very long we'll have some drill holes down and like Azua you know it's uh, interesting that it took them quite a while to get to their, their best spot and I can understand that these things you know there's a lot of pigmatites they're quite long, and uh, you've got to work away through through it all and you know what you see surface so is not always a good reflection of what's underneath uh, these things can be zoned and things like that, and we don't pretend to know we under you know pretend to, that we understand all of that you know that we can go and pick the right best spot first so but from our collective wisdom you know with Michael. Uh, and um, the rest of us will look at where Best we think options. we should drill.
1: Yeah.
0: And um, no doubt, when we drill, we'll say, "Well, maybe we sh- should move along a bit further." Well, yeah. You know, we'll yeah. figure it out. Yeah. And uh, it'll, it's a process; it takes a little bit of time, and uh, then we'll see where that takes us. You know, it's a, it's a bit like our copper deposit down at Wandu mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a resource there, and the the more resources you get with these things, uh, you've got to decide. Well, what do we do with it, and how do you do it? And then when you talk to involved mining engineers, could we do a mining engineer on the board? You know, they bring a different perspective, perspective to it, <clears throat> and um, they they usually uh, uh, have a, a more sober look at things than exploration geologists. So, uh, mm. and uh, you know, we'll. Uh, I think, you know, you know so it, it's just a, pro, a straight straightforward process. And I think the thing is, it's methodical. You get built up the results. And uh, you, uh, to build, if you get to the stage of building resources, which is where uh, Azure at, you know, well, that's drilling, assaying, doing doing all the uh, studies and calculations and mm-hmm. working out what the resource is and, and dealing with the... Uh, <coughs> You know, how, uh, homogenous the uh, pegmatite is in terms of its mineralization, you know, that's one of the things you don't know until you drum.
1: Yeah. Well, and from the sounds of it, there is a lot <laughs> happening and I always, well, what, when you're talking there about the outcropping and not necessarily knowing underneath, I think it goes that same, people always image, uh, I image a, a straight away, you know, the, um, the uh, ice cubes, not ice cubes. Oh, I've forgotten the bloody Iceberg. Term. Iceberg, there we go. I took the word out of my mouth. Uh, and just that sort of symbolising of, yeah, that you can see the top, you have no idea what's underneath. And that's at least the first thing that popped into my mind. I could see it. I just clearly couldn't say it. Um, but for those that are now uh, or interested in, in green tech metals and, and what's happening, and as you've said throughout it, there's going to be a fair bit of news that's going to be hitting the market and coming out. But for those that want to follow the company uh, and stay on top of the news flows and what's happening, I mean, where can they go and how can they access it?
0: Uh, look, everything is uh, on our uh, website. Okay. We're just, in fact, having that those uh, updated now. so And uh, they can get on to our, obviously, ASX releases and other avenues like, Podcasts that we have, so we uh, spend a bit of time on, on the uh, promotion side uh, and uh, to keep the market informed. Informed, yeah. That's uh, what we do, and uh, yeah, there's certainly all, all those avenues are available, and they usually list they are listed on our website.
1: Good, yeah. Well, it sounds yeah sounds like there is a lot happening, um, mm-hmm. and I'm sure there's also the social pages as well. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but for those, uh, I can imagine there's going to be a few, there's always email addresses. I've seen them on the, the ASX announcements. People can email and reach out and, and ask questions. But, yeah, thank you so much, Tom, for taking the time to speak with me on the show. And, yeah, uh, given that you've got so many different projects, but definitely in the, the neurology play of where AZS and its success, uh, you know, I wish you all the best in what's going to unfold over the next, yeah, look, 24 months. Who knows what can oh, happen? Well,
0: look, so. we're... Um pretty excited by it really and uh, you know because particularly now that we're, we can see the path to drilling and that'll be fairly soon and uh, you know can't wait to see what comes up so uh, you know we'll be doing a few core holes first up and uh, see see what it brings but uh, we've got a large area, large pegmatites and good Lithium content. So yeah. That's, that's
1: Let it roll. Big. Exciting times. It is. It mm. is.
0: And, uh, you know, we've got a very big land package there, you know, so now, you know, a couple hundred square k's and, and uh, you know, we work closely with uh, Artemis as well. They've got their own ground, but we've got the joint ground there that we work with. Um, so, yeah. No, we're in a, a very good, uh, good location.
1: Yeah. Location is everything. But yeah, thank you so much for, for talking on the show today.
0: Hello, no Happy to chat.
1: Thanks for listening to the Market Bull podcast. If you enjoyed it, please make sure to like and subscribe. You can follow the Market Bull on our socials at Twitter and LinkedIn by searching The Market Bull. You can also subscribe to our newsletter on the website by visiting www.themarketbull.com.au.